but we need to spend some time in the Word of God tonight. And so if you take your Bibles, let's turn to Ruth chapter number 2. Ruth chapter number 2. And we'll begin reading verse number 4. We, we covered uh, uh, the first few verses here as we looked at this last week. And we'll be uh, looking at uh, the rest of the verses uh, dealing with uh, down through verse 17. Uh, Ruth in the field of grace. Amen. Um, we, we see, uh, we had noticed uh, Boaz considering work. Uh, and he was present in his field down in verse number 4. Behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless thee. What a gracious boss he was. And uh, then said Boaz unto his servant that was set over the reapers, Whose damsel is this? Referring to Ruth. And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, It is the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she said, I pray you let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. And so she came and hath continued even from the morning until now that she had tarried a little in the house and then said Boaz unto Ruth hearest thou not my daughter go not to glean in another field neither go from hence but abide here fast by my maidens let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap and go thou after them have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee and when thou art athirst go into the vessels and drink of that which the young men have drawn. Then she fell on her face, and bowed herself to the ground, and said unto them, Why have I found grace in thine eyes, that thou shouldest take a knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? And that's where we're going to pick up tonight. Uh, we, we noticed um, uh, Boaz's commanding work there. We, we saw that he, um, he commanded Ruth concerning her steadfastness, he said, just remain with me. You, everything will be okay. And he had taken care of her, her security um, and uh, her protection there. And we saw that uh, he was even making sure that she was going to be supplied. And so uh, what we want to notice tonight, we notice Boaz's comforting work. We're going to pick up there in verse number 10. And we see Ruth's amazement at Boaz's treatment, the words that he spoke to her. Um, we look at uh, verse number 10 again. Then she, she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, Why have I found grace in thine eyes that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, seeing I am a stranger? Um, Ruth finds herself humbled by Boaz's grace. Uh, <clears throat> there are times... When the thought of what Christ has done for us is just overwhelming, <coughs> uh, we could turn, and I'm not going to take time to turn tonight. Let me encourage you to uh, read Isaiah 53, chapter 53, which talks about the, our suffering Savior, talks about the suffering servant, and uh, and when you when you read there and you understand it. Uh, what he went through on our behalf. 
and also Philippians 2, verses 5 through 11. As, as Christ left the portals of glory and came, <clears throat> took on human flesh, and he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death of the cross. It, it's, a, it's a thing that when you think about it, and uh, I know every year, um, and you know, Easter will be on us before we know it. Easter is the last Sunday of March this year. <clears throat> Always around that time, usually on the night when we, uh, when we do the Lord's table, in which we will be doing the Lord's table on the night of Easter, um, I like to go back and, and, and look at the types of suffering that our Savior did. Just so we're reminded, uh, we, we need to make sure that we'll never get over God's amazing grace. Amen? Never get over God's amazing grace. <clears throat> so we see Ruth's amazement. We see Boaz's announcement there in verse 11 and 12. Notice verse 11, And Boaz answered and said unto her, it hath fully been showed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother and the land of thy nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knewest not heretofore. The Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. So uh, Boaz told Ruth that he knew about her deeds and he knew about her faith in the Lord, and he prayed that she would receive a full reward for her, her treatment of, of Naomi, her service that she had rendered toward Naomi. Now, just a word here for any saint that may be struggling today, People may call into question our actions and our motives. And, you know, you know, we can't really understand people's motives. We can't understand what they're thinking because uh, we can't see that. We, we presume a lot of times what their motive might be. But we really don't know. But the, the Lord alone knows. The Lord alone knows the hearts. And somebody may misjudge you and what you're doing or uh, your motivation behind doing that. But know that the Lord knows your heart. Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. Um, one day there will be a full reward given to the faithful child of God, Paul told Timothy. Uh, in 2 Timothy 4, verse 6 through 8, he talked about how he was expecting that. Uh, he was getting toward the end of his life. And he says, "Why well, I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. So um, the, the faithful uh, Apostle Paul was uh, full of expectation that he was going to receive a full reward. Uh, we see Ruth's appeal here. There, look at verse 13. <clears throat> Ruth's answer back to uh, Boaz here. <coughs> <coughs> then said she, Let me find favor in thy sight, my Lord, uh, for that thou hast comforted me, uh, for thou hast spoken friendly unto thine handmaid, 
though I be not like unto one of thine handmaids. Um, she was still looking for grace and didn't even fully realize that she had walked right into the middle of a field full of grace. Amen. Um, she, she just wanted to please Boaz. He had been good to her, and she wanted to, to do that which pleased him. And that needs to be the attitude and the goal of every child of God. Amen. We, we ought to seek to please the Lord. You know, we, we, we can't please people a lot of times. Uh, we need to stop trying to live our life to please everybody in the world and just live it to please the Lord. And that will make our life real simple, real fast. <clears throat> God is re ready you know, um, to receive us. And once He receives us, uh, God is already pleased with our position. Once we get in Christ, God's God is, God is uh, uh, pleased with that position in Christ. We are as righteous as we're ever going to be in Christ. Nevertheless, we need to live our lives day by day in such a way that pleases the Lord. Well, how do we do that? By loving Him, worshiping Him, and putting Him ahead of everything else, giving Him priority um, uh, in this world. Uh, Matthew 6, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Amen. Uh, the, Lord des the Lord desires preeminence. He's deserving of preeminence. And uh, if we love Him and worship Him, we ought to want to put Him first place in our lives. So we see her amazement, His announcement, her appeal, and then we see next, we see Boaz's acceptance. There in verse 14. And Boaz said unto her, At mealtime come thou hither, and eat of the bread, and dip thy morsel in the vinegar. And she sat beside the reapers, uh, and he reached her parched corn, and she did eat, and was sufficed, and left. Now, uh, there are a few things that Boaz did in this verse that prove beyond all doubts that Ruth had found favor in his eyes. Uh, Boaz sat with Ruth, his presence there with her. He invited her to join him for a meal at the table, and sat close enough to her to pass the corn. Amen. And he didn't care about her past. She had captured his heart. And our past is no barrier between us and our Lord. Amen. He covered, he covered our past. Amen. He covered our past. And we, we need to get beyond our past too. He's beyond it. When he saved us, he cleansed us. And we need, we need to get beyond it. We, we're brought into a position of nearness to him. So Boaz sat with Ruth. The second of all, we see that Boaz supped with Ruth. He, he ate with her. This speaks of close fellowship. There are times in life when the Lord uh, will sup with his children. Uh, Revelation 3.20 Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will sup with him and he with me. He desires that we be close to him so that he might fill our lives with his best. Boaz sat with Ruth, he supped with Ruth, and then we see Boaz satisfied Ruth. When Ruth left that table, she was satisfied. She was full. There's no need for a child of God to be unfulfilled as a believer. 
after all, the Lord has provided all the resources that we need to be filled above measure with His goodness and His glory. Our duty is to receive what He gives us and to enjoy it to the full. We've already been blessed to the full. Amen. Uh, I love Ephesians 1.3 that says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ. Now, say that we are going to be blessed, but we are blessed. Amen. And we, and we, are, we are going to be blessed even more, but we, we are blessed right now because of being in Christ. And there is no excuse for defeat and dissatisfaction in the believer's life. Then we see, uh, we, we notice not only Boaz's considering work, his commanding work, and his comforting work, but we notice Boaz's concealing work there in verse number 15 through 17. Let's look at verse 15 through 17. And when she was risen up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and reproach her not. In other words, she didn't just have to be limited to what was dropped on the ground. <laughs> and in fact, uh, she, may, she may have been as, uh, of such character that she probably would have trouble uh, gleaning that way, of that he was saying, you know, if she do, does that, you leave her alone, let her do that. But he, he helps her even further there in verse 16. It says, and let... Let fall uh, also some of the handfuls of purpose for her and leave them that she may glean them and rebuke her not. <clears throat> so she could have either gone in there and gleaned where they were gleaning, where they were reaping, excuse me, they, she could have gleaned there. Uh, but if she wasn't going to do that, Boaz will make sure she was taken care of. So you drop some for her. Let, let, her, let her have some. And it says, so she gleaned in the field until even, and beat out that which had she had gleaned. It was about an ephah of barley. Now, uh, after Ruth left the table, Boaz continued to work in her absence. Okay? Uh, he was even working behind her back to take care of her, working behind the scenes. Uh, we see Boaz's work of providence, he made some decisions behind the scenes that affected her life. He was working for her good, even when she didn't know it. That's the way that God does with us. Amen? The Lord's always working behind the scenes in our lives as believers as well to bring about His best for us. And that's what, uh, what's called his, not only His sovereignty, but uh, His providence. Aren't you glad for the providence of God? And the Lord uh, certainly takes care of us. We see Boaz's work of provision. Secondly, his work of provision. Boaz commanded his men to drop the hands fulls of purpose. Why, why was that? Well, he wanted Ruth to get so much in his field that she wouldn't want to even consider going anywhere else. You know, if, she, if, she's, being, if she's getting a lot there, She's not going to turn anywhere else. And that's how the Lord operates on our behalf. He's so good to his children. Listen, no one in their right spiritual mind would even consider gleaning anywhere else. God's so good. God's been so good to me over the years. 
I can't imagine leaving him and and uh, and trying to live life any differently than what I live right now uh, under his care. Praise God for his handfuls of purpose in our lives. I'm talking about those times when the Lord blesses us just because he can. Yeah. You know, sometimes the Lord just blesses us just because He can. He's, he's just that good of a God. And uh, we see not only Boaz's work of provision, but we see Boaz's work of plenty. Uh, when Ruth left that day, <clears throat> think about it, she left carrying a half bushel of grain. <clears throat> and that was more than enough to feed her and Naomi for a week. Okay? She was just hoping to get enough to feed them for the day. And she gleaned in the in this field of grace, and she got uh, seven times the, more than what she bargained for. I mean, uh, there are times in our lives when the Lord will simply load our wagon. Amen. Uh, he gives us more than we need. And Ruth had no worries when she was in the field of grace. We see, as we read through there, she was protected. <clears throat> She was able to rest when she was weary. She ate when she was hungry. She drank when she was thirsty. Her every need was met by the grace of Boaz, which was in reality the grace of God working in her life. Amen. Amen. Uh, what, a, what a blessing. And so we'll pick up there, and Lord willing, next week, as, uh, um, uh, as we take a look at verses 18 through 23. Amen. All right, let's, uh, our Bible study for this evening, let's pull back out our prayer list. We'll pray for the needs and we'll be dismissed with this prayer.